Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA Podcast, a program for automotive professionals that helps keep you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association, dedicated to driving your success. And we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. Hi, I'm talking today with Fred Hules, the ASA chairman and owner of Tech One Auto in Peoria, Arizona. Fred just recently ascended to the chairman's position, and we thought it would be a great idea for our 100th podcast to interview him and talk a little bit about what's going on with ASA now that we're coming out of the pandemic He's been through a tumultuous couple of years, I'm sure, and we, we want to hear what his thoughts are going forward. So, Fred, welcome to the show. Well, Tony, great to be here, and thanks for having me. And, you know, I really want to congratulate you on the 100th podcast today. That's, this is really quite exciting. So, I know you've done a really great job. We appreciate you doing this, and look forward to the next 100. You know, Fred, I never would have thought of myself as a podcaster. It was amazing when Ray came to me and said, you know, I think you might like doing this. He was absolutely right. It's a great way to uh, communicate with our members in the industry. And uh, it's hard to believe it's been 100 already. I mean, it's, we've been doing this, what, less than three years now. So it doesn't take long to build up the uh, library. Yeah, very cool. What a great way to celebrate that milestone. And again, talking to the new chairman of ASA. So let's dive right into it. But for the five or six people out there who probably don't know who Fred is, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How long have you been with ASA? Well, that, that's funny, Tony, you say five or six, probably a few more than that. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I started my shop back in 2003, and I became a member shortly thereafter. So probably in this life as an owner of Tech One Auto, it's been 17 years. But previous to that, I was a general manager for an absentee owner of a, a couple of full-service Exxon service stations. You know, at the time, we were part of the, the Service Station Dealers Association, and we emerged with ASA here in Arizona. So I became a member then. So, you know, I was exposed to ASA very early on in those days and uh, was active then in that life, but currently 17 years as the owner of Tech One Auto. As I said, you know, I started this shop as a one-man band here, right? Myself, like a lot of us do, you know. Wow. ASC certified master auto technician, uh, you know, and started my own gig, something I always wanted to do. And Kind of did it a little later in life than most guys, but here I am. I know you've been part of the board for a number of years, and the last 18 months has been interesting to say the least. And I know you've been part of the senior management team to get us through this, along with Bob Wills, our chairman who just stepped out, and we'll get to Bob in a minute. But now that we're coming out of it, what do you see as the priorities going forward? Well, for us as an association, the biggest thing for us is going to be membership. Mm -hmm. We really need to uh, just focus on our members and look at acquiring new members and keeping the ones we have. That's, that's going to be the big thing because the larger we are, the louder our voice is, right? And that's especially important. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people will ask, and it's been talked about, you know, in our circles, members asking, you know, what is the value about being a member of ASA? And, and I'll tell you, for, for me, besides the local stuff that we have with our affiliates, the networking and the training, which is a huge part of it, being able to network with like-minded individuals is really important. Uh, but, you know, on a national level, it's, it's our voice. So we have a lot of challenges coming along and we learned that, especially with the pandemic, right? So with having our, our representation in Washington, D.C. with Bob Redding and 
we were right there. We knew exactly what was going on with the PPP loans and the EIDLs and all those other things that without Bob, we would have had to get that information from other people. So that we really learned from that, right? So that the value in having it mm-hmm. and having somebody who's like boots on the ground in DC. And it's going to be especially important as, as time comes along. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And actually, you know, the pandemic, a lot has changed and a lot is going to stay changed, I think, going forward. And I know that all of us uh, going through the past year, it was something none of us had ever experienced before. Hopefully we'll never experience it again. But a lot did change during that time. You know, we lost a few members. I know some shops had to close. And your point is well taken. You know, ASA was on an arc uh, to start growing again just before this hit. And I think picking up where we left off and going further is definitely one of the ways to go. Any other items on your agenda besides the growing the membership, though? I know we mentioned Bob Redding, and there's a ton going on in D.C. with all the changes in the administration and now talking of the electrification. Anything like that on the schedule? The real big thing is to look at these things and how we can really help our members navigate these times that are ahead of us and give everybody tools that they can use to help make their professional business life easier, you know, in, in automotive repair, be it mechanical or collision. That's going to be the big thing because, you know, as you talk about new vehicle technology and, and the things that are coming forth, I mean, every day something new is coming out. Yeah. The good thing is, is we're very well connected, especially with Bob Redding and the other industry contacts that we have. And we know what's coming down the pike and we're in the discussion. That's the big part. You know, we are in the discussion. I don't think there's any other association that does what we do. We're the oldest one. Oh, yeah. We're the largest one and we're getting it done. And you know, and there's other people, there's other associations, there's other groups that are, you know, we're doing this and they're benefiting it from that as well. And, you know, it'd be nice to figure out how we can maybe all work together and, and support this, right? So some things that we need to talk about and look at as far as the future comes along. But, you know, the new vehicle technology is going to be a big thing, you know, with big push of electrification. I don't know how I really feel about that personally. I remember, you know, I used to be involved with alternative fuels and went to a conference where we learned about fuel cells that, that was put on by BC Gas up in, in, in Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, hydrogen, we were talking about hydrogen, how that was going to be the big thing. And what I learned from that is that it was extremely expensive to produce hydrogen and, and the, the end result is not a whole lot of benefit, right? So, and I don't know if electrification is the answer. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff going that way, but if it is, we need to be ready. Yeah. We're on the ground. We're ready. And we're in the discussion. So that's the important thing. Staying on top of this stuff, ASA is the only organization really that has a Washington office. Mm-hmm. We have had a couple of, of incidents throughout the course of the year. I know that we work together with a bunch of the uh, other associations out there. So hopefully, as you said, you know, we'll be able to cooperate more fully going forward and, uh, and help keep these advantages that we have going. You know, nothing is free. Right. And having the resources to continue to represent the independent owners in Washington, D.C. is something that I think is vital to having a voice at that table. We talked about Bob Redding, you know, he always likes to say, if, if you're not at the table, you're probably on the menu. Exactly. We need to stay on top of that. Let me shift gears a little bit. I mentioned Bob Wills earlier, the outgoing chairman, your predecessor. And you and Bob work very closely together over what has to be the most difficult year in ASA's history with the pandemic and everything else. But I was surprised to hear that Bob was stepping down. He was going to be the past chairman. Who is going to take over his role as past chairman? We're really grateful to Bob. Bob Wills has spent a long time in this association, you know, from being a member up in Michigan, Mm -hmm. 
being involved in their affiliate organization. Actually, he was a mechanical ops committee chair there for a while, right? Yeah. For uh, years. Mm-hmm. And then also being on the board and rising through the ranks as he had. And just the amount of time that Bob has dedicated to ASA is greatly appreciated. And we wish Bob all the best in his new life. You know, he's just, I know he's trying to retire and, and move on to a different chapter. And he's just got, you know, a lot of things going on. So we wish nothing but the best to Bob and very appreciative of his service. Kind of a one of those things that didn't really know it was going to happen, but it did. So as to who's taken over his role, we're very happy that uh, Roy Schnepper is, has uh, you know agreed to fulfill Bob's term here. So now he'll be starting on years three and four as a media past chair to cover for Bob. Mm-hmm. I'm really uh, very grateful that Roy has been able to do that. You know, Roy is another one of those people that uh, has given tirelessly and then some to our association, and especially his involvement on the collision side is very much appreciated because they have all sorts of different challenges other than what us mechanical guys do. And, and, you know, we're finding out that some of those things that they've already dealt with, we're starting to deal with. So we're really happy that Roy's agreed to to fulfill Bob Wills' terms. You know, Roy was uh, chairman-elect, actually, when I joined the organization. Bob was running the Mechanical Operations Committee. But Roy has always stepped up, and I think one of the strengths of ASA has always been its volunteer board, and certainly the committee members that do all this stuff. Roy is just selfless when it comes to that sort of thing. I'm sure he's busy running a business and was probably looking forward to maybe throttling back a little bit, but that's not what life said. But I think being able to rise to a challenge is one of the hallmarks of this organization, and frankly, of our industry. You know, I got to say one other thing, too, is that we're talking about Roy and Wills and myself and the other members of the board. We got to really remember our spouses that allow us to do this, you know, and, and especially some of the times it requires us to be away at meetings and on the road and whatever, you know, just spending time away that would be spent with family, you know, is uh, we, we just got to thank our families too for supporting this. Absolutely. I mean, the sacrifices, most people don't realize just what it takes to do this sort of thing. But you're right about the spousal support. I have no idea what that woman sees in me, but God bless her. She's probably the only reason I'm still sitting here talking to you. But yeah, we owe a lot to our spouses and our families. And I think, again, one of the hallmarks of the association has been that family type atmosphere and the spirit of cooperation, which more than ever before, I think is needed in the industry, especially with some of the things that we're facing. As you say, the future is somewhat uncertain. We don't know what's going to work and what isn't going down the road, but we know it's going to be different. And we've actually experienced some of that already. I know in the past year, we keep you know talking about what just happened, but Ray Fisher, our president and executive director, was able to pivot right over to virtual events. Yeah. And I know ASA was able to get that information you would reference from Washington, D.C. out to our members. We never really missed a beat. So I think being able to position the organization for growth um, you know, after the fact is going to depend a great deal on what we build on that we've already set up. When you, you talk about uh, virtual events and, and pivot and, and working together, you know, one thing that we learned, you know, we just had our X50, mm-hmm. you know, and then we also worked with Northwest and some other folks uh, in PAVE. Mm-hmm. We learned a lot. We were able to work a lot with our affiliates. A lot of positive results came out of that, which we're very excited about. And we're looking at transitioning. I know there's a big thing about, you know, people want to get together and meet in person again. So, you know, we're really positioning ourselves to do that again. 
we're looking at going back to some live events, uh, even, even as early as uh, this November in Industry Week. So we're even uh, the MSO and TTF plans that we're having for up there in Vegas, you know, and, and stay tuned. You know, there's more exciting things to come. Yeah, I'll actually be looking forward to talking with you about a couple of those ideas. I know I'm aware of them too, but we're not quite ready for prime time. But we definitely have, we're going to have a lot to talk about in the uh, weeks and months to come. Yes. Live events are definitely missed, no question about it. I think going forward, we're all going to be figuring out what exactly the, the mix is going to be because some of the advantages I think that we had on some of the virtual events, you know, reaching people that normally we wouldn't, that sort of thing is going to stick. But all that taken into consideration, from your position as chairman now, you're going to be tasked with leading the organization, providing all of the feedback that you're going to get from members and, of course, from the board to the staff to make sure that we are moving all in the same direction. What do you see as some of the greatest challenges facing the organization? I mean, this is kind of a different world. Do you have a feel for what we're going to be dealing with? I think our association is no different than a lot of others that serve other industries. Before I became involved with ASA on the uh, national board, I was involved with our, our local chamber of commerce. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of the same struggles as far as memberships concerned and, and attracting people to join up to chamber. Uh, so I think there's a lot of parallels there, right? That associations in general, mm-hmm. you know, the newer, younger business owner that comes on board, they don't necessarily feel that a need to belong to a, an organization like ours. So I think it's going to be us to figure out how do we reach these new owners and new shop owners and get them to join up with us and see the value in belonging. We do have a couple of young shop owners here in, in uh, our Phoenix chapter mm-hmm. that uh, really have gotten some benefit of attending meetings and bending the ears of some of the uh, more seasoned veterans, you know, so help them make uh, be more successful. I think we need to talk more about those types of stories to get these folks to, to join up, because I think that's going to be our big challenge is growing our association. Yeah, It's going to be a big focus of our board right now. Well, and you know, it's reflective of another problem that I know everybody's worried about, and that is where we're going to find the talent. I think you yourself are struggling right now with needing a couple of people. You're exactly right. You know, we talk about the technician shortage. Everybody's experiencing that. You know, it's all over the place in some of the social media channels. People are, are discussing it. You know, what are we going to do? And, and yeah, we've had different apprenticeship programs that are being touted out there. You know, some of the aftermarket parts suppliers have come up with programs that are very, very good. Those things we need to pursue, but I think the biggest thing that we really need to talk about and challenges is how do we change the perception of an auto technician and maybe how they're treated in, in our shops and, and how do we attract those folks? You know, one thing that you got to think about, I got a, a buddy of mine that's in the financial services industry, right? And he, uh, I joke a lot, we, we've known each other since uh, our grade school. What he does to open up an office is he buys a couple of pictures to hang on the wall, a couch and maybe a couple of chairs and a desk and a couple of computers and a telephone, and he's, he's good to go. I mean, think about what it takes in our industry. If you're just a technician, right, you got a toolbox and the, the iron and, and yada, 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 and the expense that you have to do just to go to work. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, those are the type of things that we really need to discuss and maybe come up with other ways to attract these folks, you know, that maybe they don't have to come up with that expense and that investment, right? I mean, so there's a lot of things that that we need to think about. And I know there's a lot of people that are already doing it. You know, there's 
you know, we had even had a guy here in town that supplied all the toolboxes, right? And you just bring your own iron. I mean, there's other shops out there that are supplying all the tools, you know, so the young guy can get into our industry a lot easier. So I think it's a lot of that and how we treat people is going to be a big thing. What you describe is exactly the reason why associations exist. You know, things are changing, changing rapidly. Yep. And again, the young shop owners you talk about, you know, it's funny. I never learned anything from anybody who agreed with me. Yep. And this is the kind of input and new ideas and fresh ideas that any organization needs, certainly. You know, and it's encouraging to hear that they're getting involved. You know, the one thing, too, that I would say, every one of us on our board right now, we're all shop owners, right? So mm-hmm. we live it just like our members do. And, uh, you know, we know what the challenges are. Not to say that we know everything, right? Because we don't. We don't have all the answers and we don't have all the ideas, but we got a lot of good ones. But it's just a, a matter of getting those ideas and implementing uh, some things and and, you know, I know that we're always open to ideas and conversation with our members and, you know, whatever we can do to make this association better for our members. That's what it's all about. Good ideas are meant to be shared yep. and used. And I think that's something that ASA has been kind of famous for facilitating. And you know, everybody talks about the networking, you know, it's being able to talk to other individuals who are facing the same challenges you are. Yeah. And maybe they have a better idea or at least a different idea that you hadn't thought of. And I think therein lies the real value of that membership, of that family, that group, whatever you want to call it, that makes us all have that common purpose, I think, to work together. And associations are the, are the organizations that gel all that together. So I think there's, there's definitely a place for them going forward, no question about it. In fact, even more so, some of the challenges you'd mentioned, you know, with respect to ways we need to do business differently to attract the people that we need. And again, some of the challenges we're going to be facing if the technology demands that we do upgrade facilities and equipment and that sort of thing. Yeah, we're in for some interesting times, you know, and one thing, you know, I've been doing this for a while. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I remember when uh, the computer controlled carburetors came out, I started after the electronic ignition, but we still had a lot of point ignition systems and stuff. So what I'm saying is that I've been through a lot of change as a lot of us have. It's amazing to see where we've come from and just to think about where we're going. It, it really is quite exciting. Yeah. Think about in the space of one career, what we've seen, yeah. right? You had mentioned points and condensers. Yep. I remember uh, very fondly yeah. <laughs> working on that old 55 Chevy of mine, you know, that uh, I wish I still had actually. Right. <laughs> but it's incredible. Some of the changes we've seen and, and some of the changes we're going to see again, going forward. I think that with individuals such as yourself and all the other volunteers who we can't thank enough, I know, for what they do for the association and for the industry and for each other, really, um, as long as we have people like that involved, I think we're going to be fine. We've met challenges before. The demise of the uh, aftermarket has been predicted ever since disc brakes were invented, as I recall, Mm -hmm. and we seem to be able to cope with that pretty well. Well, Fred, this has been great. Any final words before I let you go? I know you're busy. Yeah, you know what? I just want to thank everybody that helped us along the way, and that's One of the reasons why I'm doing this is because uh, I have gotten so much out of uh, me being a member of the Automotive Service Association. I want to give back and I want to do my part to make sure that the association is there for the next generation to to get out of it what I did, right? And, you know, we can't do it without everybody that helps us along the way. Yeah, You know, we got our staff there in, in, in Texas that does a great job. And we appreciate all the work they do on our behalf of our members and as well as our, you know, benefit providers and partners and corporate members. You know, we can't do all of this without everybody. So 
just appreciate it. And we're just, I'm just looking forward to this next couple of years. So it's going to be pretty exciting and it's going to be fun. I agree. Well, and again, what you've been through up until now is, has been interesting to say the least. That's right. And I agree with you. It's always a team effort. Absolutely. It's everybody working together that makes a difference. And I think therein lies the biggest strength of what we do is, is bringing everybody together. Yep, absolutely. Well, Fred, again, I want to thank you for your time today. It has been great talking with you. I will look forward to talking to you again as we move forward on some of those live events we discussed. I look forward to it, Tony. We've been talking with Fred Hules, owner of Tech One Auto and chairman of ASA. Fred, again, thanks for your time today. We'll look forward to talking to you next time. Okay, see you. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you're brand new to the ASA podcast or if you've been here before, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you'll be good to go. If you enjoy our podcast and find our content valuable, make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this. And if you're an automotive service facility shop owner listening to this podcast and you'd like to know more about ASA, I invite you to visit our website at asashop.org. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.